Buff Nation, relax. <laughs> Let them know. Well, what is up, chat? Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. And yeah, let's all take a breath. Well, let's all take a breath. Also, someone that works here left these sunglasses on the, uh, I would just call it like the middle table in the office for long enough that now I believe they are no longer owned and are now mine. But go. if you work at DNVR and you're like, hey, those are my sunglasses, well, come pick them up then. Those aren't just any sunglasses. Those are Shady Rays you also. Have, you have 24 hours before I officially own these sunglasses. You look pretty sick, not going to lie. I was going to say, like, I was going to ask the chat, do these, are these working for me? Because when I put them on, I was like, oh, this would be funny. And then I was like, wait, these might be kind of popping off. Let us know in the chat. What do you think of the new sunglasses on Ryan? Uh, Kale, can we get a, a close-up now that Adam's done distracting you? There you go. go. There we go. Let me know what you think, chat, because I think I might be doing something with these. You might be. <laughs> I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Uh, maybe you're just blocking out the haters because uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of them today. Last few days. Yeah, man. Look, everyone needs to relax. Um, I agree. For so many reasons. Now, here's the truth, Jake. Um, a wise man once said, winning is fun and losing sucks. That was Nikola Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> and... Losing brings out the worst in all of us, uh, whether it's your football team, like a ping pong match, a Madden game, just losing sucks. And we start acting all weird when yep. we're losing. Um, so we'll talk a, a little bit more about, you know, the fans and stuff in segment three. But I truly believe that everyone needs to give each other a break because everyone hates losing. Like, mm -hmm. I almost rarely have a visceral reaction to sports like negatively. Mm -hmm. Usually I'm just quiet when, when, when I lose and I'm really loud when I win. Right. Um, I spiked my water bottle when we, when they kicked the field goal to win. Like I was fucking pissed, you know, like yeah. that's, uh, that's out of character for me. Uh, and I think a, a lot of people are acting out of character just because we're losing. Mm -hmm. um, with that being said, let's get straight to the headline, which is why you shouldn't be worried about Texas A&M coming for Coach Prime. Coach Prime is not leaving. I can't, I'll never say never. He's not leaving this year. But he's not leaving this year. And most, like, even if you just boiled it down to simply, um, what's the word I'm looking for, like red tape, that would make it difficult for him to leave, he's not doing it. Because, if, like I said, take away the fact that Coach Prime is a builder and he is wouldn't want to leave a job completely unfinished you know like you could make someone can make the case well he left jackson state before they won the celebration bowl it's like they went two consecutive years without losing a conference game like right it's not like he left the job undone he mm. took jackson state a perennial powerhouse in the in the swag who had fallen off and brought them back to being a perennial powerhouse in the swag like the job was if not done as close to being done as it possibly could. Yep. No one can make that case about Colorado this year. Like the job is completely unfinished. Uh, and no one knows that better than coach prime. Now remove all that. And you just get to the NCAA's red tape that would make this hard. And of course that is the second time transfer rule. Yep. You're not going to have Shador Sanders go and have to sit out a year 
uh, because of the second time transfer rule and when he's going to be a top pick in the NFL draft one year from now. Same with Travis. Um, you're it, it will. And here's the thing. Maybe you could get like a, well, I'm the coach and he's my son type of exemption from the NCAA. Although the NCAA hasn't always uh, shown a propensity for helping out the Sanders family. Um, maybe you could get that for, for Shiloh and for Shador. Mm-hmm. What about Travis? Yep. You're not getting that for Travis. Yep. So you're going to, you're going to either or leave. Dylan. You're going to either leave Travis behind. Well, I guess Dylan could transfer. Dylan could transfer. You're going to either leave Travis behind. Not happening. Right. Or leave him his uh, eligibility up to the NCAA next yeah. season. Hell no. You're not going to nope. do that. And then let's not forget. Shell am I. Of course. She also could not transfer uh, without having to sit out another year. Um, and so the, like I said, the logistics, maybe that's the better word I was looking for. The logistics don't add up. Uh, and so if coach prime were to go to Texas A&M this year, it would you know, the main reason to do it would be for money. And we all know that Coach Brown doesn't need the money. Mm-hmm. So, look, I'm I'm going to warn you guys right now. This will this season will probably be the last time I'll ever speak this strongly about it. Because after next year, I think anything can happen. Sure. And so I'm not going to always be sitting here saying, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Because I think there is reason to worry after this year. Yeah. Just being completely honest. Um, or after next year. But right now, I really don't think you should worry. Now, I also don't blame anyone for worrying because we've all been there, right? Um, we literally had Mel Tucker tell us, I'm staying, and then leave less than 48 hours later. So I, I understand the um, fear and the trepidation, but that's why I just boil it down to simply the logistics. Logistically, it would not make sense for Coach Prime to leave for Texas a And the other thing, too, is just... What we've seen from Coach Prime here at Colorado and how he runs the football program, basically. You go to Texas A&M, that is one of the most booster-driven programs in the country. Almost anywhere in the SEC is like that. And we know what Coach Prime is as a coach. He's a program builder. And I don't think he can build a program the way he wants to when you have boosters hanging over you like they are in many of those SEC schools. Yeah. And... Coach Prime went through this whole process last year. He was courted and talked to a lot of schools. And for many different reasons, he didn't go to a lot of them. The reason he came to Colorado is because of Rick George, the relationship he built with him, and the amount of control that he was going to have at Colorado. Because Colorado was nothing. They were terrible last year. They needed to be pulled out by the roots, completely rebuilt from the ground up. And that's what he's doing. That's not what you're doing at Texas A&M. You're going there to go win a national title next year. Yeah. That's what would be the expectation. Absolutely. The, the expectations would be completely out of whack. And honestly, I might make the argument that Texas A&M is the most swagless school in the country. <laughs> I mean, they have money. Oh, yeah. They have tons of money. I just mean, like, look at the whatever they call it, like, right. cheer camp the night before the game or whatever they call it. I, I just, you're right about the money and you're right about all the other stuff and there's some people in the comments saying it's not about it wouldn't be about the money it would be about the the level of player he could get to texas a&m and i agree i agree it would be a recruiting boost can you guys take me seriously while i'm wearing these i it would be a recruiting (laughs) have been good about that what how are the reviews kale of the okay (laughs) um i i actually agree 
the Texas recruiting would obviously be better. Mm-hmm. You have the SEC name, uh, which is going to help. All that stuff. But that doesn't... That's not the most important thing to Coach Prime right now. What does he always say? Fa- um, being a father. Yes. That's like number one for him. And he's a Hall of Famer, gold jacket, all pro, you know, pro bowl. He said it all last week. Uh, and I believe him and I agree. Um, that the, that conversation, I believe, starts next year. Can Colorado provide Coach Prime the resources for him once his kids are out of the program? And again, you know, Shelomak has a, more than a few more years mm-hmm. uh, left here. But once Shador and Shiloh are out of the program, then I think the conversation begins. Can Colorado provide Coach Prime with the resources for him to be able to win a national title? Yep. If the answer is yes, then I think he could stay as long as he wants to coach. If the answer is no, then I could see him uh, going to the next SEC school who's looking to make a big move. Right now, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, the biggest one of the biggest advantages Colorado has is their YouTube presence. Well off and reach the people and unk at the pregame show. Can you imagine all that going down at Texas A&M? Oh, my God. With all these boosters, see them on the sideline with the rally team or whatever the hell that is? <laughs> Could you imagine that? Uh, no. That will not happen. No. Yeah. It's true. I mean, they're, you know, when Coach Prime took the job and he was talking to Coach Hart about it, he said, you know, we go to Colorado, it's still going to be us. Mm-hmm. It's going to be our thing. Yes. That is absolutely not the case at a place like Texas A&M where – you're going to have someone in your ear almost like hanging over your head that they're funding all of this and so they need to be heard at all times also i mean texas a&m has to pay what 70 80 million dollars to jimbo fisher to get him out the door and prime is only one year into a five-year 30 million dollar contract like you're telling me they're going to pay over $100 million plus the contract that they would have to give him to get Coach Prime as their head coach? I mean, they have the money, but damn. Yeah, 100%. That's right. literally unprecedented. I'm are taking you, these off. With those? Someone said uh, <laughs> these glasses make me make them fear I'm going to Texas A&M. Oh, God. Um, and then I thought about that picture that always goes around on Twitter when someone's... And <laughs> I was like, wait, do I look like one of those guys right now? So I'm out. Also... I might bring them back later. Stephen A. Smith driving this point that he should go to A&M is irresponsible because if he is on Coach Prime's side and he wants Coach Prime to be successful, he should not be saying this because we just saw, we'll talk about Winston Watkins. He decommitted because he this, he basically said, I don't know if Coach Prime is going to be there. He also, you know, that one, of course, got retweeted into oblivion. Right. He also said, I still mess heavy, heavy with Colorado. He does. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm making the right decision. He's got a whole year and a half. We'll get to him. Okay. We'll get to him. But if Stephen A. Smith is on Coach Prime's side, why would you put this dent in his recruiting ability by saying he should go there when one of their top recruits is already saying, I don't know if he's going to be there? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. It's irresponsible and... I mean, this is obviously what Stephen A. Smith does. It's what his job is. It's what our job is to do: get eyeballs and you know retain attention. But it is true, like it was irresponsible. There is, I don't know if irresponsible is the right word, but it's definitely not 
uh, you're not on in Coach Prime's corner if yes. you're pushing that narrative. Yeah, you're hurt. You're that's directly hurting his ability to recruit this year. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's not great. Um, you know, the Winston Watkins quote we'll talk about a little later, but that also is something that at least should be cleared up. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, anyone who just takes enough time to just look at the the red tape, the logistics, whatever you want to say, that the NCAA could cause, not to mention, of course, Texas A&M has this money, but it would be a $15 million buyout mm-hmm. on top of whatever they have to pay them after that. Again, money's not really an object to them, right. but just another hurdle that they would have to clear if they wanted to make that move. Um, and let me be clear here, because this is also getting lost. Texas A&M should absolutely want to hire of course. Coach Prime. Of course. Um, they should absolutely want to. Because remember, uh, you know, only like 48 hours ago, uh, Coach Prime couldn't coach. Of co- according it's to hilarious. So bro. either he can't, can he not coach or should A&M be going after him? I'm confused. Which one is it? I, I understand. Um, I completely get you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, it doesn't make sense. It's not logistical. Uh, the, the Coach Prime era... Is not forever. And it's why I've been telling everyone to enjoy the ride uh, and appreciate the build rather than just wanting this like instant gratification. Like, we're going to look back on this one day. Allie was showing me videos from the TCU game, like in the stands that she had yesterday. And I was just like, man, I'll remember those, those moments for the rest of my life. So the Coach Prime era is not forever, but it is, I think, going to be longer than one year. Yep. Um,. He's going to be asked about it tomorrow. I already know what's going to happen. I don't, I'm not going to do it. I don't think you're going to do it, but no. I'm sure uh, we'll get Coach Prime's direct comments on this from someone tomorrow. Well, in, <laughs> if I were to guess, it's not going to... The, the answer is not going to suffice for worried CU fans. Remember earlier, he was asked, like, would you sign a lifetime contract or something? And he was like, okay, let's chill out on that. Right. Um, But I don't know. Do you think he'll categorically deny any interest? I think he'll laugh at it. Yeah. I think he'll laugh at it. And I think, like you said, he might give an answer that not a lot of people are. I think a lot of people will understand it. But I think some people will be like, oh, he should have just come out and out deny it, blah, 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 or something. Who knows? He might do that. But. I would love if he came out and said, I want to stay at Colorado forever as long as we get the support that we need. Boom. Rile up the people. I mean, rally the troops, circle the wagons. That'd probably be the best thing to say. Yeah. It's an interesting time, but I don't think we need to worry, like you said. All right. Shout out to our friends at Kind Love. If you still can't relax after that conversation, hit up our friends at Kind Love. And they'll take care care of you. Fully integrated seed to sale. Check out their Turbo Core line. You can buy the inserts or buy the pre rolls. They also have their Get It While Top Flower Shelf. Eights out the door for twenty. Ounces out the door for a hundred. Visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DMVR and receive the DMVR exclusive discount, twenty five percent off all Kind Love Flower pre rolls and their Turbo Joint line. You can also visit their website at kindlove.com and use that code DMVR for online ordering and their full extensive menu. And then also shout out to MSU Denver. Turn your goals into greatness at MSU Denver. D1 
DMVR has a handful of people who went back to college and got their degrees at MSU Denver, and you can be the next. Uh, they got 90-plus majors. You can even create your own. They got 10 graduate programs as well. Courses available online, in person, or both. And spring 2024 applications are open. Learn more at msudenver.edu. I don't know what that means, BG. I'm relaxed. <laughs> um, Winston Watkins. Wait, really quick. Uh, I won't make you name names. Just place your bets on the outlet in which the person who asked that question comes from. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll go Denver Post. <laughs> I was going to say Denver Post. I was going to say another one, but I'll just go Denver Post. <laughs> Uh, one more thing on this CU fans be prepared for coach prime's name to be brought up in every single coaching search until the day he leaves Colorado. Yep. Dead ass. Um, and I have said this from day one. I will not, uh, you know, whenever coach prime does decide to leave, I'm not going to hold it against him. We shouldn't. Even after this year, he's already done so much for this exactly. university. And I said it in the interview I did with Barstool in week, in going into week two. It was before the Nebraska game. Yeah. I said, if Coach Prime left today, the Coach Prime era would be a success at Colorado. Absolutely. And I, and I swear to you, I will stand on that the day that whenever that day comes, even if it's tomorrow which again, I just went over all the reasons why I don't think it will be. Uh, and I feel pretty strongly about that. I will say, thank you, Coach Prime. We are in a better place now than when you came here. For sure. And that's all you can ever ask for from a coach. But he's coming back this next year. We know I, this. I feel very strongly about that. Same here. All right, Winston Watkins Jr. He was a consensus five-star. He lost that star rating, um, I think, around the time he left IMG. Left. But then all of a sudden he's a five star again when he decommits from Colorado. Of course, um, he goes to another school somewhere in Florida to be closer to family, and now he decommits. He was Colorado's highest rated recruit. He was the first commitment after Coach Prime was hired. Literally that night, I think, or the night after. Yep, he's from Fort Myers, same town that Coach Prime is. He spoke to rivals about his decommitment said, I didn't want to limit the opportunities I already have because when you're committed, some schools try not to talk to you. I have a lot of schools I want to make sure I'm still good with them because I don't know if Prime will still be there when I get there. He also said, I want to make sure that I have all my opportunities. I'm still messing with Colorado super, super heavy, but I just want to make sure I'm making the right decision. I have love for them and all that type of stuff, but business is business. He also said, I just want to study every college that is recruiting me and continue to pray that I am making the right decision that I feel is best. No more commitments until National, Design, National Signing Day in December 2024. Signing on the dotted line. So <laughs> we're going to have to wait another year. A whole y 13, months 13 months to find yes. out what happens here. And I have a very layered take on this. Go ahead. Go take off. Take number one. I love Winston Watkins as a player. Yep. Um... And I'll be sad if he doesn't come here. Take number two. I will never blame a player for doing what they believe is best for them. Um, even if I disagree. Layer three. 
This takes nothing away from what I think about Winston Watkins as a player, but he plays the most replaceable position in college football. Look, man, if you've paid attention to these guys that they've had coming in for visits at home games this year, it has been a lot, a lot of wide receivers, high caliber wide receivers, five stars. There's an unlimited supply of wide receivers uh, and good ones, too. So, again, we've talked about it. Like, Winston Watkins is different. Yeah. But he's not the only. And Colorado, as long as Coach Prime is here, is going to recruit at an incredibly high level when it comes to skill position players. So, again, does not mean that I don't love him as a player because I've sung his praises time and time again on this show, and I'm not going to pretend like that changes all of a sudden. He should be a five-star. He looks like a five-star. He moves like a five-star. He plays like a five-star. And he's awesome. But it's a one. It's like a, a packed club. One in, one out. Mm-hmm. Someone goes, there's someone else waiting right in line to come in. Yep. Um, I just want to say this because, look, it's okay to go on Twitter and, like, talk about recruiting and talk about a recruit and stuff. Do not tag these players. Stop doing this. This is exactly what we talked about last week, but... Even worse. Like, what are you doing? I'm Especially not, when the kid says, I still mess yes. super heavy with Colorado. And you're in here saying, like, good riddance. The the train will move on. With that. Like, stuff like that. It's like, what are we doing here? Well, it's like people are tagging Aaron Butler and, like, talking about how, yeah. oh, we don't need Winston Watkins. We got Aaron Butler. Like, those guys are friends, one. Two, that is weird. Like, three, just don't at them. If you're going to at them... The most you should ever say is like, you'd be great at Colorado. would love yes. to have you here. Buff or, emojis. Best of luck with whatever yes. you do. I mean, uh, like, he's like a really a kid. What is he, 16 years yes. old? You're tweeting at him angry? You're tweeting angry at a 16-year-old kid? Come on now, guys. We got to be better than that. 100%. And look... I'm not going to dog on Winston Watkins. He can go and do his whatever he wants to do. He can go get recruited, and I think that's obviously what's going on here. He wants to be recruited. Yeah. And he feels that he wasn't being recruited at the level he should have been because he committed to Prime in Colorado right after he was hired, and he's a 2025 kid. First time in a long time I've seen a uh, SEC logo in the chat. <laughs> we, we've summoned them with the Texas A&M reference. Um, just relax, man. Let this play out. Draylon Miller's like taking pictures wearing a prime hoodie and stuff. Yep. Like, it's okay. King Joseph <laughs> Edwards is referring to the buffs as, as we. we. <laughs> yes, it's okay. And this is that's only what is public at this point. Yeah, just wait and see what comes down the line. Not saying that we know stuff already, but there's going to be moves coming down the line that are going to catch everyone off guard and that are going to be good for Colorado and Coach Prime. I'm not sure what we said that made you think that, but no, Aaron Butler did not decommit. Winston Watkins did. Yes. Um, I guess it's a good time to talk about Talon Chandler, too. Because Steve Wiltfong... Well, first off, Talon Chandler went and visited Missouri yep. over the weekend. Um, he, of course, was been committed to Colorado since February. But Steve Wiltfong, who, uh, you know, when this guy files crystal balls, he's got a 91% accuracy, but he knows things. Oh, yeah. And he filed one for Talon Chandler to flip from CU to Missouri. And uh, 
Changes are happening. There's yeah. a lot going on right now. <clears throat> I mean, the writing's on the wall. Like, yes. no one's stupid here. Um, Talon Chandler plays offensive line. Yes. Um, and he's from the Midwest. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, the writing is on the wall. There are likely going to be changes to Colorado coaching staff. And when you make changes to the coaching staff, then you get changes to your recruiting class. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is this happens at every school, every single season. You know, at every every position where these changes happen, um, when you recruit kids, you expect them, you expect some to decommit, and you know, especially that if you make changes to the staff, that there's going to be relationships that are broken off there. So, will I be surprised if that's a uh, prophetic crystal ball from Steve Wilfong? No, I will not. Um, do I want Talon Chandler to be a buff? Yes. He's a he's got a nasty streak. It's something that I think has been missing, uh, and he's been a great asset to have in this class as a recruiter himself. Um, so you would hope that if if he left, it wouldn't undo all of the you know work that he put in. Sure. Um, and you know he's helped see you uh, secure some recruits. Uh, but with all that being said, it happens. Um, it's to be expected sometimes when you make certain moves. And again, those moves haven't been made, but the writing seems to be on the wall. Um, and, you know, that's that. Hopefully, you're able to bring in an even better player with that scholarship, uh, especially if you go to the transfer portal, which is where I think most of the work on Colorado's exactly. offensive line for next year will be done. Um, and I, I truly, truly think that they are going to get they're going to blow people's minds with the caliber of transfer they get on the lines yeah that's basically what i was just about to say look winston Watkins is a 2025 kid it's going to be a while before he even has to sign the dotted line anyway um and this 2024 class is already small we already know what's happening here they're going to focus on the portal once again so even if they get some decommitments in this year's class it's not time to throw our hands in the air and panic because once portal season starts, once that thing is open and guys start entering from the SEC and the Big Ten and the ACC, just watch. We're going to do the same thing again to uh, guarantee it where portal opens and a bunch of Colorado players enter it. Right. And everyone panics. Yes. Has Coach Prime lost the locker room? 12 Colorado players enter the transfer portal on the first day and people <laughs> are like, oh my God, everything's falling apart. Talon Chandler decommitted in this. And right. then like... Four days later, it's like Colorado lands so-and-so who was actually starting at Iowa last season. Yeah. Like, it's just, and everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, Coach Prime's the greatest thing that's ever. You know, like, I'm already prepared. Uh, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Is that right? I think that's right. Uh, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so anyways. I'm ready for it all. Talon has not decommitted yet. Um, we don't even know if he's going to decommit. But uh, leave these recruits alone on Twitter. You could talk recruiting on Twitter. Just don't tag them with your takes and stuff. For sure. I could not agree more. Unless you're bringing positivity. Exactly. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Our beer of the month is Broncos Country again. But it's a new recipe, Broncos Country. Come into the DMVR bar, try Broncos Country, and see what you think. We got tons of beers on tap. Um, try some of our favorites, Mountain Beach Sour, Strawberry Sky, Avalanche Amber, The Fun Slinger. We have Good Company Hard Seltzers and Rikis at the bar as well. 
Breck's been doing it for 33 years. It all comes down to her love and passion for making good beer. Check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. Or just come through tonight. The Broncos play tonight. So uh, let's go. There'll be a bunch of us here. I'm going to be here. Same. Shout out to Bacchus and Shanker as well. They've been helping those who have been seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. No fees to speak to them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. And no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They have won $1 billion, over $1 billion for their clients, and have neighborhood offices all over the city. Whether it's a car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks, or even if you're injured at work, if you need to sue, smash the two, 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 to find out if you have a case for free, Bacchus and Shanker wins. Um, before we have this conversation, shout out to the basketball teams. Yeah. Women's ranked number five in the country. So I tweeted last night, they got to be top ten. Even five is is like the ceiling of where I thought they could be. Yeah. So uh, super, super awesome, man. They had a gutsy win. Was that yesterday? Yeah, it was yep. yesterday. Um, I loved watching that game because, and I watched it start to finish, because they were tested in a way they hadn't been. Um, and this is a team that beat the number one team in the country, but they kind of cruised. Like they, It was a close game and it was tight, but they never had their backs up against the wall in that mm-hmm. game. They had their backs up against the wall yesterday. Um, late in the third quarter, I think they went down six or eight, uh, and it was like put up or shut up time. Like, are you really the team that people could eventually rank number five in the country, or are you going to falter? And, man, they dug their heels in. Um, like, Frida didn't have it. She found it in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just played so hard on defense. Um, uh, Kendall Weta, absolute star of the game i thought and it was just really cool to see them like dig in and show that they can win in multiple ways i think that's the ultimate test of a team that belongs in that conversation is like you can win in a high scoring game you can win in a low scoring game you can blow a team out you can come from behind uh and just in three games they've showed like a bunch as a team jb's asking where you can find the black dmvr hoodie and hat that i'm always wearing go to dmvrlocker.com yes sir um and then the men's team man I went to that game on Friday night after our show, and um, look, they only played, uh, I can't remember who they played, oh, Grambling, and it was kind of a revenge game from last year, but they are so much better as a team than they were last year, so much deeper, so much uh, longer, they're more physical, stronger, yeah, uh, stronger, I mean, Tristan has, he was actually in control from the get-go on Friday, this team is really good. And uh, it's just the start for them, only at number 25, too. Yeah, and I love that they cracked in. Um, and I don't think, like, like it would be hard for anyone to make the case that um, the goal or, or, like, the expectation for the women's team was higher than number five. Like, I don't even know if anyone was ready to do that yet. Mm-hmm. But the, the expectation for the men's team is definitely to get higher than 25. Absolutely. And um, so, you know, they're just getting started. They haven't been tested yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, unlike the women's team, you know, they've really just, they had one game where they, you know, struggled a little bit in the middle of the game, pulled away late. They had another game where they just blew them out start to finish. Um, I want to see what happens when they get tested, but I'm really excited about that team. They're fun. Uh, they play tomorrow at home against Milwaukee. And then I think they go to Daytona for the sunshine slam first game a week from today against Richmond. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer because the hype train is as. High as it's ever been, uh, at least since the 90s for me, for Colorado women's basketball. And they don't have a home game again until the 28th. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I, I haven't even looked at their schedule, but it's a weird non-conference schedule for both teams. It is. All right, let's have this conversation. Uh, we said at the beginning, but everyone needs to relax. Whether you're a Prime fan or an OGCU fan who's been here for 20, 30, 40 years or whatever, everyone needs to relax and realize that we are all rooting behind a common goal here, yep. which is the success of Coach Prime and CU. Absolutely, man. And, and it goes back to what I said. Losing brings the worst out of everyone because everyone starts pointing fingers and then, you know, it all kind of um, unravels from there. But like I said on Twitter, anyone who is cheering for CU is a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And I think the entire fan base needs to take on uh, that perspective. And what I also said on Twitter is that this is a numbers game. You are as good as the amount of people you have supporting you. That's just the truth of college football. And so I'll start on this side, but like longtime CU fans gatekeeping out prime fans only does harm. Yes, absolutely. It, it only does harm. Uh, and it's, um, it's really unfortunate for me to see because I couldn't feel more different than that. Like, you guys know this, but like I truly welcome everyone with open arms because if you're like seeing people say, oh, I traveled from North Carolina or I uh, yeah. came from Canada, I came from all these different places, I came from Texas, Mississippi, Alabama to come support the buffs like that warms my heart so much. And it kills me to see people trying to push them away because of a different difference in perspective. Um, on the other side. I think that Coach Prime fans need to also understand that CU fans have been through a lot. Uh, and it's normal for fans of any team to point fingers after losses mm -hmm. and criticize and say, you know, this, that, or the other. Now, I'm not saying any anyone has to do anything, but I'm saying we should all just be interested in working together and and understanding, like, why people feel a certain way. Coach Prime fans have seen him do this and they just like know it's all going to work out in the right. end because it always does for him right and so they're just like why are you guys sweating on the escalator yep because we're all going to the top yeah. just relax so you fans are like i want to win right now because all we ever fucking do is lose yeah and so i i like for me i'm just like watching from above being like guys 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 stop 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 but i understand both sides and i think that's what everyone needs to get to is you don't have to agree or like everything. It's never been that way with any fan base. Mm -hmm. You know, you see Broncos fans infighting all the time, but you just got to understand where everyone's coming from. Um, and I think if we can just get to that point, we'll all be better off. But the truth is we all, we all need each other. And I, we should be to a point where there is no prime fans and CU fans. Exactly. It's just bus fans. Exactly. We're all just bus fans because what do we want? Colorado to win. We all have that in common, regardless of background, how long we've been here, why we're here, or whatever. If we want Colorado to win, we're on the same team. And so we just got to understand each other a little better and uh, stop the the gatekeeping and infighting and, and pushing back against each other. I think the thing that bothers me the most about this is, and I know it's not all the Prime fans, and I know it's really just a certain like small minority of them that are saying that old CU fans are ungrateful for Coach Prime right now. That's one of the things that bothers me the most because well, they're ahead. taking their the criticism after, like, emotional criticism after games 
when CU is losing these games by one possession and there are obvious things that are not where they need to be and they're calling them ungrateful because they're criticized. That's not being ungrateful. I... That's not my least favorite part of this. My least favorite part of this is people trying to push away people who are supporting the program. But I understand where you're coming from. I do think, though, that we're getting into a lot of uh, vocal minorities. Yes, where it's like for sure. You've got three or four, quote unquote, OGCU fans who are spouting off and running their mouth about stupid shit and saying, like, Coach Prime can't coach and stuff like that. And then that gets run out and twisted into, oh, this whole group of people isn't grateful for Coach Prime. I actually do. There are people out there who aren't grateful for Coach Prime. Sure. Uh, and I've seen it and I'm like, my mind is blown because I'm like, how little perspective do you have on where we come from? Uh -huh. But I think what, what needs to happen is we just need to understand that there's like a few people on each side right. that are that shouldn't be speaking for the entire group. Exactly. And if you've ever been to a DNVR tailgate before a CU game, you would know that what you're seeing on Twitter is nothing like no, what it's like in real life. not even close. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, the big takeaway. I mean, we've shook a lot of hands, or I have at least over the last year and a half, of last year uh, old, or not old, but OGCU fans who have been ride or die for 10, 15, 20 plus years. But I've also met a lot of Prime fans, or quote-unquote Prime fans, who basically become CU fans. Of course. They come decked out in CU gear, man. They're, yes. they're in on everything. They know about the recruit, and they, they're taking in Boulder. They're taking in Folsom Field. Like, so this Twitter discourse that is going on right now is not representative of the whole at all. No, and, and one of the things that I have learned in my 31 years or whatever, my 14 years on Twitter, I think it is, is that Twitter is, is very not representative of what real life is really like. Of course. Um, and like I said, you come to a DNVR tailgate before a game, you are going to see a 75-year-old man who's been a CU fan since he was 10. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to see people coming from Alabama all the way to come to the DNVR tailgate and come to the game. And those two are hanging out at the cooler, having a beer, talking about the game, talking about how great Shador is, and Travis, and this, that, yes. and the other thing. Like this, like I said, there's a very small sample size. And no matter what background you come from, you never want a small sample size of people who exist within your label mm -hmm. to to be considered that's exactly what it is. And so, like I said, there's people on on both sides i hate even saying there's two sides of this because to me is once we're all on one yes. side um but who are making a bad name for the rest of everyone and that goes for the cu fans who i think have have some people on twitter who are misrepresenting them and the prime fans who have some people on twitter who are misrepresenting them um but in the end i think this all comes down to just taking the time to understand why certain people have certain perspectives and uh and in the end, we're all Buffs fans. We should support each other and band together to uh, to fight evil like Nebraska. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and just one more thing. I put out this tweet Saturday night because, as you said off the top, losing has kind of amplified this, right? Of course. Losing and amplifies everything. Just and winning the, fixes everything. Well, and the nature of these losses, too, especially the last two with how close they've been. So here's what I said. The Buffs just played three consecutive top 25 teams and lost those games by a combined 22 points 
The last two only being one possession. That's one year after averaging a 29-point loss on the season. Three consecutive top 25 teams. And they really had a chance to win all three. Of course. You definitely make the case they should have won this last one. For sure. Um, certainly could have won against Oregon State. And UCLA. And, and had a chance to win against UCLA. Um, and you know what's the truth is? Each one they got closer than the one before. Yes. Um, it's progress. That that part for me is is hard to swallow. Like watching fans spiral out of control over losing because yes CU fans are used to losing and so losing doesn't suck any less in fact it probably sucks more right now because we had hope right um but spiraling out of control after losses and not realizing the fact that Rome was not built in a day exactly I mean if again I've said this a ton the last few weeks but if you can't see the progress that this football program has made over the last 11 months, then I don't know what to tell you because things are going to get so much better here moving forward. And it's why I just like simply can't be touched by the haters. Right. Because they're coming after us, trying to dunk on us for losing. And I'm like, they were underdogs in every game. Yes. Heavy underdogs in every game. Double digit underdogs in every game. And they covered the spread. I don't remember what the UCLA spread. I think they covered the spread in that game. They're 6 3 and 1 against the spread this year. So they covered the spread in all of them. Again, that's not the goal is not covering the spread. Right. But you trying to come like dance on our grave for losing is like, okay, yeah, like we lost. We're in the middle of a rebuild. We are playing, you know, in the toughest conference in America this year mm -hmm. and putting up a hell of a fight every single week. Um, and I, I, I think everyone needs to take a step back and realizing that. And look. They very well might win this week. And so bowl eligibility could come down to the very last game of the season. Yep. All you can ever ask for is count playing meaningful games at the end of the season, in exactly. my opinion, especially this early in a rebuild. Sure. Now, down the road, maybe we're going to be asking for more than that. But like I said on, on the post-game show, a year ago at this time, in the last home game of the season, Colorado's down 28-0 in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a meaningful snap in that game. Nope. So... Perspective is important. You always preach it. Um, but no one, like Coach Prime himself would say he never wants to hear about moral victories. Of course. But we don't play for the team. Moral victories exist. It's moving up the escalator is important. You have to do it. it. You have to get there somehow. And as much as it looked like it might be an overnight flip the switch fix in the first three weeks of the season... The reality is almost 99% of the time it is not. Well, and just, I mean, I know losing sucks. I don't, I don't want to be the guy that tries to rationalize every loss, but there is tangible progress that we're seeing on a week-to-week -week basis. Totally. And there's things that are just being worked out right in front of us. This play-calling situation is one of them. Like, they're trying to figure this out on the fly to figure it out by the end of the season so they can get to a bowl game. So, progress is progress. Amen. All right. Shout out to game time. Uh, two games left in the season, both on the road. But if you want to get in the doors, hit up game time. Uh, you can also hit them up for Broncos games, Nuggets games, Avs games, whatever city you're in, whatever team you want to see. Check out game time. Also great for concerts, events, and all kinds of stuff going on in your city. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, 
for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account. Redeem code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And then uh, put those glasses back on. Shout out to Shady Rays. Um, if you lost the Let me cook, Kale. Styling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If you lost the styling D- uh, DMVR. Shady Ray's uh, sunglasses in the DMVR office. Well, you've been put on notice because yep. Ryan's pretty much rocking them. I have them hostage. You have 24 <laughs> hours. But uh, check out Shady Rays. They got uh, tons and tons of combinations of frames and lenses. Um, they're just awesome sunglasses, too. Really durable. They'll last you for a long time. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DMVR, and you'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Where are we at likes-wise? 246. Let's get to 400 likes today, guys. Come on, crush that like button. Also, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so that we are right there in your pocket wherever you may go. <laughs> a young Terminator. I'll take it. I just got a text that says RK looks like he's about to yell at his little league team. <laughs> wow. I'm not liking that's that a vibe. Tough yeah, that's, that's a tough I'm not, review. I'm not liking that vibe. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I uh, wish I could remember the name of this guy that I've been following on TikTok <laughs> who, like, walks around. He kind of wears, uh, oh, something diamond. Oh, I thought you... He wears sunglasses <laughs> like this, and he, like, goes up and just annoys people, and, man, it is funny. I started following this one guy on TikTok. He's making hilarious reels, kind of like that Joey guy about, like, you know, coaches to the to the kids the morning of the game and shit oh, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy cracks me up. I gotta find out what this guy's name is. Anyway, subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate your five star review as well. How about Nate Lambin? Dude, he is balling, balling. Yep. An interception yesterday, a sack, just making plays all over the field. And I, I was in a group chat yesterday and I just said, Anyone who watched him play football in college knew this would, This is what would happen if he was given an opportunity. It's a classic case of the NFL just like overthinking of it, thinking mm-hmm. it. But finally, he was able to earn his way onto the field and get that opportunity. And he is just balling. Yeah, he is. All right, Kel. No questions today. No that questions. Can't be possible. There's no, no super way. Chats. Uh, I don't believe this. I mean, a lot of people are asking about Smoke, but we've talked about him a gazillion times. Um, I mean, there's not really much left to say about Smoke. No. Someone said he's hurt, which I haven't seen him. I don't think that's okay. quite accurate. Is he out there on special teams? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't either. Um, Someone's <coughs> asking uh, if Coach Prime leaves, which we detailed why that's not going to happen. Will Jake and RK leave? <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. No. I'll be with CU, whether they're Coach Prime, Carl Durrell, or anything in between. I mean, I've kind of uh, grown a pretty big soft spot to CU over the last year and a half or so. Yep. And I love DMVR, so uh, I'll be here for a while as well. Hopefully. (laughs) We'll see about that. (laughs) Let me put these glasses on. (laughs) We'll see about that. (laughs) Actually intimidated me a bit there. (laughs) 
Um, uh, I'm I'm scrolling. Sorry, chat no was worries. kind of hard to follow today, guys. It's all good. I'm sure you can. I warned you. Why. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Little basketball news: Cody Williams obviously didn't play against Grambling, which yeah. makes that dub even more impressive. Yeah. But uh, Coach Boyle announced today that he will be active tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, Coach Boyle was asked about it after the game on Friday, and he didn't even say what injury it was. He just said it was a nagging injury, and he'll be back this next week. Also, shout out to the person who said they never take me seriously. That's the right way to approach <laughs> to approach me. Uh, this is kind of interesting. I worked with Sylvester Stallone. Remember, he said, I love a startup. Feels good when you build something from point A to point B. Who wants to be in the penthouse when you're not part of building it? For sure. Man, I mean, having done that in this company, uh, I couldn't agree more. Yep. Building something... And, and being able to say that you had a part in it at every milestone is easily the most rewarding thing I've done from a professional standpoint. Yeah. I mean, shit, just watching you guys grow back then. Yeah. I can't even remember when I found you guys. I've been listening to DMVR for forever. Well, and we're on, like, now we're on the hockey stick, you know? Like, it was right. slow, slow, slow. Now it's right. just straight up, but, like, now you're a part of that. Like, yeah. The, like, those things are cool. Those things are special, and... You know, that's I think Coach Prime actually really appreciates that. I think he does, too. Has someone who's been around for a while? Much agreed. Much agreed. I mean, Coach Prime's real, man. Like, he appreciates that shit. Like, you know, when Kale, honestly, very similar story to you in terms of just sure. like wanting to get a foot in the door. Grinding, grinding his way through, and now I he's was, been a part of this for a long time. Yeah, I was 22 and just out of college, and really just like wanted to be a part of this, and it was it's been super cool. So Hell yeah. yeah. There's a question. Where'd you sit during the game on yeah. Saturday? Student section. Nice. Yep. Nice. I did. Uh, I had to. I had to try and change the vibes up. It kind of worked, just not enough. Maybe I should have been in like a different seat in the student section. <laughs> People uh, were tweeting at me in. like, there's open spots. Make sure you get in there. I'm Let's like, go. I was like, I'm here. Student section was lit on Saturday, man. It was. Uh, D. Feo Boutique says, Coach Prime getting the job got me interested. Jake and RK DMVR made me invest in Sco Buffs. Love really that. appreciate that, Love man. That Thank so you. so much. Oh, no. Scroll it, down to the bottom. I'm sure there's probably some that have been coming through. Uh, did RK sit in the student section? Yes. <laughs> Uh, with the recent firings, have you started making a wish list of potential transfers you'd want in Boulder? I mean, there's too many. <laughs> well, yeah. And we don't even we know who's in the portal yet. We're still in the season. Yes, yes. We uh, we will have an unlimited amount of time to talk about the transfer portal. Um, but shout out to you, Sean. Thanks for coming out again last weekend, bro. When does the uh, transfer portal open? December 4th, I want to say. I'll find out for sure here shortly. Um, Luis had a question. I, we didn't really talk about this, but the Buffalo Heart Award that Shador won. Yes. Um, goes to what? What is the the actual description? Yeah, it's like the player it's fan who, voted. Yep, a uh, player who best determine uh, best displays grit, determination, and toughness. Um, we talked about it on the Friday show, mm -hmm. uh, and I said I thought it should go to Shador. You guys said it should go to Travis. He would have also been a rightful winner. But like I said that day, the way that he peeled himself up off the turf so many times this season and still got up uh, and, and led this football team. To me, 
made me really proud to call him a Colorado Buffalo. Yep. Uh, and so he was an incredibly deserving winner of the award. Um, I was really happy for him when I saw them presenting him the award. I'm glad he got a chance to, uh, to get it explained to him and why it matters. Um, if you go back and you look at the list of winners, it's essentially a list of just fan favorites. Yep. You know, people that everyone loved. And, uh, you know, and, and I always say, like, the, the description's right there in the award. Who has the heart of a buffalo? Yep. Like what it means to be a Colorado buffalo. Uh, and Shador, to me, displays that in spades. Uh, who's the next OC if Lewis is gone as a head coach next year? Um, I mean, people are going to throw out Byron Leftwich's name, obviously. Yep. Uh, people, I'd imagine, would probably throw out Brett Bartoloni's name. Yep. Um, but Re Remember this, though. And it very well could end up being left switch, and I think that would be a cool and exciting hire. I mean, just the co the connection between Brady, Shador, left switch, that triangle yeah. that exists there uh, is really cool to think about. But when Coach Prime got hired, no one was saying Sean Lewis. You know what I no. mean? Sean Lewis kind of came out of left field, and it was like, whoa. They just pulled the head coach at Kent State. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So... Uh, Another one where we'll have more than enough time to discuss. I think maybe they'll just announce who it is after the season. I don't know. I mean, but I think we'll have probably a plenty of time to uh, to go through and look at candidates. It's the carousel's already started, obviously, kind of yep. started this last weekend. Um, but there's just so many moving parts that just prepare to be surprised. Also, the portal opens on December 5th, closes on January 18th. So buckle up. Yeah, get ready. Scared we'll have a big player change and they won't all have time to get their rhythm. Do you think that will be a problem? Uh, I mean, we had as much turnover as you could possibly have coming yep. into this season. And they played their best football at the beginning of the year. Well, they might have well, played their best game this last weekend. I mean, the USC game was pretty strong as well. It yeah. was a slow first half, but... But they clearly did not get off to a slow start. Yes. Um, and then uh, just a super chat from Diana. Thanks, Diana. Thank you, appreciate Diana. You. Really appreciate that. Um, that's about it, guys. Okay, I saw someone in there say, like, I brought that up. RK and Jake haven't talked about it. I didn't see what it was. So sorry about that, but it wasn't on purpose. Um, uh, wait, give me a sec. I think I saw that. <laughs> it, it, it's buried, I think, at this point. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, what do you think the impact of Warren Sapp will make? We gotta I mean, wait to see if that actually ends up becoming official. Yeah, look, he's got to get his degree, so that's all on him. But I mean, if he does get it and he becomes a coach at CU, uh, if you're a defensive lineman, you're definitely gonna start, you know, paying more attention to CU more than you would have before. I think. Yep, Coach Prime will have some some chess moves up his sleeve to help improve the trenches before next season. Yeah, believe that. Um, Are there gonna be basketball tailgates? Not as of now, but that doesn't mean no. Um, we will have certainly some basketball watch parties here at the DNVR bar for, for road sure. games. Um, but I'm, you know, I haven't looked at the schedule too intently, but if we, there's like a midday Saturday game, I could see us uh, putting a tailgate together. Yeah, no doubt. Will the grounds change from grass to turf? Uh, no, no, why would they do that? Oh, I did, I, I did see some people complaining about the quality of turf. It was rough. It was it's the first time, I mean, like I said, I've been going to games at Folsom Field since I was nine years old, 22 years. Um, 
this was the first time ever in any season that there have been complaints about the turf and they were justified. Uh, it, it wasn't great, but they'll get it right next year. Um, I think so too. Do you guys know what seniors are returning? Oh, it was the uh, Buffalo Heart Award that someone brought up that we hadn't talked about yet. I don't know, man. I think there's still some weird stuff going on with the roster. Like, again, I don't understand why uh, Savion Wilkerson was on senior day when he's listed as a sophomore with three years to play three. So I know in the past um, some players who who essentially had already told the coaching staff that they were going to move on after the year were yeah. able to um, participate in senior day. Mm -hmm. So that could be it. Um, did Cam was Cam out there on senior day? No, I don't okay, think so. Someone texted me that, and I was like, I wasn't in there yet, unfortunately. Um, no, the NVR tailgate was too uh, too cranked up for me to leave <laughs> early. Yeah, I mean, no Zay. There's going to be a lot of roster news at the end of the season. I agree. Um, so we'll we'll find out more in two weeks. But we know what the building blocks are going to be of this roster moving forward. Of course, and that was a show that Dre and I did. You know couple months maybe a month ago mm -hmm. just about what what are what is the core yeah core is going to be in place yep everything else that happens is going to be about improving all of the other positions right uh we already talked about talent chandler in the second segment anything else in is that it most players just just last point on the turf thing yeah most players prefer grass to turf absolutely grass is just a little tougher to keep consistent um, but CU has a great turf team. They will be back next year. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. All right. Uh, do you, how do you guys feel about the play of Amari McNeil? He's made some plays. I think he's been good. Yeah. Consistent. Um, not a star, but I think he's been no. a consistent contributor. A yeah, strong I mean, contributor. He's good for, I don't know, at least one or two, maybe even three plays a game. Yeah. And that's what he did last weekend. I feel like that's what he's done. He's done all year. Yep. He's been pretty consistent on the front. Carmani right. had a great game, too. A decent game, I guess. Got to tackle better. Is that it? Yeah. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. We got Coach Prime on the podium and a player tomorrow as well. Early game this week. We will not be going, but we will be having uh, the pregame show here with Unk. And then during the game, another watch along. So come hang out, watch the game with us, put us on a second screen or whatever, and let's hopefully get a, a dub this time. Hell yeah. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. We all silly like the mayor.